Certainly a pleasure to be here and to, to see everyone in attendance today. We will go straight to our message here from Philippians, the second chapter. Verses 12 through 18. Philippians, the second chapter, verses 12 through 18. And when you find that, if your health allows you to, let us stand in reverence unto the reading of God's word. From Philippians, second chapter, verses 12 through 18. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. Thank you, and you may be seated. And our message thought today is simply work it out. And that's putting uh, emphasis there in verses, the end of verse 12. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Work it out. Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to preach your word. And now, Holy Spirit, as always, I ask that you lead and guide me through this message. Cause me not to speak from my flesh. And Lord, just help all of us to receive your word and to believe your word and to walk in your word. I ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look here at our message today, picking up from last week where we concluded with the exaltation of Jesus Christ, rejoicing in the Lord Jesus because he had humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the cross, that he had humbled himself for all of us and allowed himself to be hung upon the cross and shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. I'm sure that you guys last week left here on a high note, 
rejoicing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we pick up here today, continuing with the word of Paul, who is in jail, but still rejoicing in the Lord. He is still continuing to exhort the church at Philippi and let his words today exhort us to encourage us to work out our own salvation. So we pick up here in verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So we want to spend a little time here this morning on this opening verse. This is the thought of our message to, to work it out. And we are not saved by works, but we are justified by our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But we see here in the midst of of Paul being in prison, the trials, the suffering, the tribulations that he's going through right now in his own life. Paul is working out his own salvation. Paul knew he was saved. Paul knew he was gonna go and be with the Lord. Just as you and I know, if you are a born again creature in Christ Jesus, you have confidence that when you die, you're going to heaven. And we see the scripture and we see it, work out your own salvation. Man, I gotta work for this? No, it's not about your works. But Paul was working out his own salvation. That is what you already know, work it out. Be about your father's business in your life. Paul was going through a trial right now. He had to work out his own salvation. Somebody here today, you may be going through some things in life. Work it out. You've got your own personal trainer. You know, when you go to the gym, you, if you hire your own personal trainer, they're right there with you every step of the way. Well, we all have a personal trainer, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Work it out the problems, the concerns, the doubts you may have in your woke of faith. Work it out. It takes some effort. Sometimes we don't want to put in any effort in working out our own salvation, but that's key as we look at this. Work out your own salvation. A lot of times we worry about other folks' business instead of our own. Before we go sweeping around somebody else's front porch, we ought to sweep around ours. We gotta get our own lives in order first before we can affect the lives of others. Work out your own salvation. That's what he was telling them. Work it out. I've taught you. You have the doctrine, the belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, work it out. Humble yourselves, be obedient 
unto death, like Jesus had did even to the point of, of the cross. And now in our lives, all the days of our lives, as we walk this road to glory, as we walk our own personal journey of faith, we're working it out. We lose loved ones in our lives. Got to work it out. We're downcast for a while. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You got to work it out. Got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep marching down the road of faith. Paul was working out his own salvation. In the midst of this letter from prison, he was working out his own salvation. And that's what we have to do. Man, it's, a, it's an open book test. I don't know about you, but man, when I was in school and the teacher announced that it was an open book test, whew, man, maybe hadn't studied the previous night before. What a great feeling. We have an open book test. We have all the answers in life right here at the fingertips of our hands. Work it out. And today, this message is a message of encouragement to the believers. Because this, this letter to the church at Philippi was to the believers. And if there are non-believers here today, listen up. <laughs> but this is to encourage you, the believers, in Jesus Christ. Somebody has come in here downcast today, head bowed down. Feel you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Work it out. Stand fast and flat-footed and look life in the face and work it out. Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't give in. We have to understand from the first chapter of Philippians. There in the sixth verse, Paul said, being confident of this very thing that who, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. The good work that he started in you, he's going to finish it all the way up until the day of Jesus Christ. All the days of your life, all the days of my life, what he started in me, he's going to finish it. Paul is encouraging the church that he's going to finish what he started in you. But guess what? You got to work out your own salvation. Keep believing. Keep encouraging yourself. Speak life into your own self. The Bible says that there's power of life and death in the tongue. And we speak life into others. But a lot of times, we need to speak life into ourselves. Speak life into yourself today. Work it out. Because all believers have received a measure of faith from Romans 12, verse 3. And sometimes we look around and we see others who have really developed their faith. 
we think that maybe I'm lagging behind that person. They know so many scriptures. They walk in such confidence and belief. Just know this, that you have received the same measure of faith. You have been touched by the same Holy Spirit that has touched them. And the great work that is the Holy Spirit has done in them, it will and can do in you if we'll work it out. We have to study on our own. We have to pray on our own. We have to seek the Lord's face on our own. That personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Work it out. Use it. Let's go to the third chapter. We're going to jump ahead just a little bit in Philippians. We just have to touch on chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Paul said, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Work it out. Stop looking back at the past. Reach forth unto those things which are before you in life. Stop dwelling in the past. Stop looking back like Lot's wife. Escape for your life and reach forward to those things which are before you. I said at the beginning of the message that it takes effort. Paul said, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The upward call, the mighty call of God. Church at Philippi, for those believers, they had received that high call from God. So he's encouraging him to press on. Work out your own salvation. Be confident in your own salvation. I press toward the goal for the prize for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And that goal is Jesus. Press toward Jesus. Apprehend that which is apprehended you. You know, I talked about last week at Two Rivers about touching the line in sports coming up from peewee through high school when I played it, and college and professional ranks. We had to run after practice. You had to touch the line. Press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Touch the line, put forth the effort Work out your own salvation. When you need to repent, confess your sins unto the Lord and repent. Touch the line. When we need to forgive others, touch the line. Don't walk around with a grudge for four or five days. Touch the line and forgive. Work out your own salvation as we go back there to Philippians, the second chapter.
The measure of faith in you comes from the word of God, knowing that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10 and 17. It comes from the word of God. That's where our faith comes from, not by hearsay, but from the word of God. And getting an understanding of, of salvation. That salvation is not of works. If we could, let us turn to Romans, the third chapter, for just a moment. Romans, the third chapter. And we'll go to the 23rd verse. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Whereas boasting then, it is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. So you are justified by your faith. I am justified by my faith in Jesus Christ. That's a part of working out our own salvation to realize that if you're saved, you're saved. Nobody can take it away from you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Neither angels or principalities, nor heights, nor depths, nothing can separate you from the love of God. I love that feeling, that truth, that nothing or nobody can separate me, Tim Bryant, from the love of God. No matter what happens in your life, you may fall down something negative. Sin may knock you down but you're justified by your faith. Get up. Confess your sin to the Lord. And he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Got to work it out. Work out your own salvation. As we Continue with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Fear and trembling. Now, this fear and trembling is not that you, you're fearing eternal damnation, worrying about, I got to work out my salvation so I don't go to hell. No, it's working it out with the fear and trembling of all and adoration of what God has done for you. What your savior, the Lord Jesus Christ did for you when he shed his blood for the forgiveness of your sins. The other day I was 
sitting in Starbucks and I was thinking about that I shouldn't be here. I've told you about the serious accident I had years ago. And it just dawned upon me as I was sitting back and looking back over my life, I'm not supposed to be here, that if I died on that night at the age of about 23, I was destined to hell. Even though I believed in God, but Jesus wasn't my Lord and Savior. He wasn't my master, my redeemer. So I was destined to hell. Man, the awe and adoration that came upon me as I began to thank him right there in Starbucks and I was getting ready to get loose and man, tears started coming down. I said, Tim, get yourself together. <laughs> but that's that fear and trembling that this is talking about. Not worrying about going to hell because you're saved. You're justified by your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Instead, you work it out through realizing the magnitude of God's grace. His grace began to come down in my mind on me on that day. Reflect about your own experience because some of you shouldn't be here today. It's only by God's grace that he allowed you to live up until this point. Each and every one of us, as we work out our salvation, let us understand it's only because of him that we live, move, and have our being. It's by his grace that we woke up today, that our name is not on our, our local funeral homes here today. As you go home today, if you go by a funeral home, look over, there'll be some names there. But by his grace, we're here for another day to give him honor, praise, and glory. And as we think about the wisdom that Paul was trying to pass on to the church at Philippi about working out their own salvation, to conduct themselves worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember we talked a little while back about being citizens of heaven right here on earth, that our conduct, our lifestyle means something here on this earth. But if we go to Proverbs, the fourth chapter, as we wind down our message, Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verse seven, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, get understanding. Paul was encouraging the church at Philippi. His word is encouraging us to get an understanding about working out your own salvation. And all of our getting, get an understanding that God loves us, that Jesus shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins and that we have the promise of eternal life both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It's not my will, but your will, God, be done in my life. That's what we have to say to him, to turn over our will. We're all creatures 
a free will of choice. But it's either the devil's will or God's will. And we, we try to get that middle ground, that middle road. No, because Paul said in the flesh is no good thing. So if we try to do our own mind, our own intellectual thinking, that's really the devil in disguise. Satan is subtle. He's been at this for thousands of years. It's God's will that we are after. We have to become, this thought came to my mind, his puppet. How many of you have ever said to someone in your life, I'm not going to be your puppet. Don't say anything, Angie. I'm talking about myself. I've heard that statement before down through the years of, of marriage going on 23 years that has come out of my mouth. I'm not your puppet. Well, we are to be the Lord's puppet with strings attached, transforming ourselves by the renewing of our minds so that we may prove his good and acceptable and perfect will. When we become his puppets and allow him to be the puppeteer, he will show us how to walk this road of faith. Let him take over. Let him take over our mind. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. He'll humble us and cause us to be obedient unto death. Work it out. Work out your own salvation. Paul said in Ephesians 5 and 1, be imitators of God as dear children. Paul had given the instruction to imitate him, but also to be imitators of Christ as he was imitating Christ. We are to be imitators of God as dear children looking up to Abba Father. Verses 14 through 16. A summation of these is we are to prove God's good and acceptable and perfect will. Realizing that life is a process. It's what he was getting across to the church at Philippi. What his word is getting across to us, that life is a process. Continually working out our own salvation. Grasping forgiveness. Grasping and embracing the love of God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. It is a process. Verses 14 through 16, do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. There were a lot of crooked and perverse things going on in Philippi. There's a lot of crooked and perverse things going on in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. A lot of crooked and perverse things going on in our state, in our nation, in the world. But we are still to be children of light. He said, among whom you shine as lights in the world. 
holding fast, that is holding forth the word of life. How much shine is in your life? How much of God's glory is showing up in your life? As an individual, you have to ask yourself that. Are you holding forth the word of life in your personal walk? Are you shining as lights in the midst of darkness in this world? Is his marvelous light showing up in you? Is it showing up in me? Blameless, a life that is not characterized by sin and evil. Harmless, pure, fault, above reproach in this crooked and perverse world. Crooked being deviating from the standard. This world that we walk in every day, man, there's a lot of crookedness going on. It deviates from the standard of God Almighty. Perverse, severely twisted, distorted, but we're still supposed to hold fast the word of life. And as we prepare to close, Paul says, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Paul was running a marathon. We have to realize that in life, the race is not given to the swift nor the strong. Set a pace. Make up in your mind that you're going to finish this race that the Lord has set before you, this course that he has set before you. Set your pace and keep running. Determine that you're not going to stop. You know, a lot of times I use personal experience in a message with my wife, and she's okay with it. That's my wife. <laughs> but she ran a, a marathon years ago when we first got married, the Nashville Music City. And as I pulled up and got a parking space and got there, I think she only had maybe a few more miles to go. But she looked so bad coming by. I was getting ready to pull her out. No, we just got married. We got some years. I'm going to pull you out of here. I was trying to get her attention. I was like, you want to stop? Come, come on, come on. And she just shook her head and she kept going. And that's what we have to do. Realize that life is a marathon. Set your pace and keep running casting aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us, gets us off track sometimes. Work out your own salvation. Get in our lane. Get in your lane, stay in your lane, and finish the race. Paul said, yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all for the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and 
service of your faith, being poured out, being emptied. Man, Paul was a great example of, of being emptied out. He poured himself out, knowing that the drink offering, when they did the drink offering, they would pour it in front of the offering or on the offering. And as the vapors would come up, that would be a, a sweet savor coming up before the Lord. Paul knew that the Lord was pleased with him, that he was pouring himself out for the church at Philippi and for others, and that it was pleasing in the sight of the Lord. And he was glad about it, and he rejoiced in sacrificing. And he encouraged them to sacrifice with him and to remember, be imitators of Christ. So as we conclude our message today, I just simply, as the praise team comes forth, I simply encourage everyone to work it out. Don't give up. Don't give in. Know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't know about you, but I'm going to work it out. Fight the good fight of faith so that one day when you stand before the Lord, he'll say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Let us pray. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you now for this day. And Lord, as we chew upon and meditate on your word, Lord, as we conclude this service and some may come forward for prayer as some come forward to partake of the sacrifice which, which represents your body. This sacrament represents your body which was broken for us. It represents your blood that was shed for the remission of our sins. And Lord, we do this in remembrance of you. We offer up this prayer, this service. In Jesus' name, amen.